0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode 215, where tonight we're talking about Land and I Care a Lot on Netflix, with a little bit of a Wandavision catch-up. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell,
1: and I'm Roger Stillian. and I'm
2: Christopher Bond.
0: Seems like we've done this before, guys. This very now, why episode. Don't you tell them what we're doing. We are doing episode 215 again, which we originally recorded last night, which was February 28th, the night of the Golden Globes. However, tonight is March 1st. We're redoing it again. One of the audio files was for some reason corrupted or it just didn't, it just didn't take. Zencaster, I'm talking to you. Something in your program went, went haywire and caused us to miss a whole track of dialogue.
1: Yeah, so like after 14 minutes... Chris and Grayson were talking to me and I was responding and there's nothing there. <laughs> there's
0: nothing there. So we were just joking before we started I hit record button of how hilarious it would be if Roger if we just took, took if we took that three three person conversation remove Roger's conversation and then he could just respond how he wants to. <laughs> it, <laughs> That'd be kind of heinously awesome. It, it would start. Hilarious.
2: It would start out decent, but then after a while, I think Roger just de- just degenerates into saying cock and balls after. Everything. Oh, it would
1: be, It would devolve immediately. <laughs> I answer one or two questions, so you can see what's real and what's not, and then it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Anything interesting happened this week, gentlemen? I know we talked about it last. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, but. Uh, the rehash.
2: I started the Marvel movie marathon. Made it through one and a half movies so far. Made, one and a half. I, yeah. Well, I mean, Captain you Marvel are a warrior. Captain Marvel, man, you you just you can't pay attention to that movie if you try. Wait, wait, wait. Hold hold
0: on a second. Captain Marvel's like at the end of the marathon. Not chronologically, it isn't. You shouldn't watch them chronologically. That's how I, I'm I watching it. That's not a good way to do it.
2: This is awkward, folks, because Gregson had no objections yesterday when I said these words. I didn't realize. I didn't, realize, I didn't
0: realize you were doing it. I thought you meant like you're taking it out of the box one by one and just working your way left to right. I don't. I, I know it chronologically means I just didn't click.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing so I'm doing that, and I am, and I also had my daughter's third birthday party, which went super well. Good.
0: Glad uh, for that. Any wait? Any party highlights? Any anyone get drunk?
1: No, it was, it was a, a three-year-old's three-year-old party. <laughs> <laughs> Roger,
0: come on! You act like you're surprised by that question. Come on now.
1: That's appalling, sir. So.
0: Indeed, sir. Indeed, it is.
1: I get drunk at a baby shower once, though, so I won't say anything about that.
0: I mean, that's a power move. It's a power move. Definitely powerful guy, Grayson. I I appreciate that. Some would
1: say I'm the domineering force on this show.
0: No, 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 no. That's me. Some would say. Some would say. But what is that? Uh, Beverly Hills ninja? Some would say I am the great white ninja. And then he's not. Well, he is actually. Wait, what's his brother's name? Haru. Yeah. There's, there's a movie. Yeah. It was, when was the last time you watched Beverly Hills Ninja? Like, legitimately watched it start Many to finish. The movie's awful. The movie's that is great. True. I love I it. With that. Why do you? It's that's not that cool. bad.
1: It's great. It's quite bad.
0: It's golden. It's golden. Chris Farley stuff. Golden. golden
1: Nothing wrong Chris with Chris Farley, Farley stuff is Tommy Boy.
0: Yeah, and Black Sheep Hush. for
1: sure. No, that's Tommy Boy
0: too. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. All right. This is episode two hundred and fifteen. Of four love of cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain, upcoming releases, what's streaming, some news, some trailers, and then the movies of the week. So let's get into the box office. I'm going to go over this quickly. All right, box office. Tom and Jerry took number one, 14.1 million. Well, that's including Monday. Fourteen point one million, bringing its worldwide to thirty nine point seven million dollars. That's, that's a big I think number. for Tom and Jerry, that's a that's a that's that's a win. That's definitely a win. The Croods, The New Age, number two, uh, bringing one point three million, bringing its worldwide the, the worldwide total of one hundred fifty six. That's just inches behind Wonder Woman. You better look out. Wonder Woman's coming for you. The Little Things, bringing uh, it's brought in an additional nine hundred and thirty k, bringing its worldwide to 23.2 million worldwide prestige worldwide wonder woman 1984 bringing in 705k worldwide of 161 wonder woman look out the tom and jerry
1: 61 american dollars
0: 161 american dollar and 25 <laughs> yeah. cents the marksman's worldwide total is still at 16.2 bringing in 701k over the weekend that's not terrible uh, I don't think anything changed there as much as people. Actually, we're starting to get a little bit of change because you know stuff is actually starting to come out. But you know, I don't think anything was really crazy about that. Upcoming releases. Let's take a look at this for two seconds, shall we? Uh, so this past weekend, which was February, last weekend in February, Tom and Jerry and The United States versus Billy Holiday were the two big ones. March fourth, SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. March fifth, Boogie. Chaos Walking, Coming to America, and Ray and the Last Dragon all come out. March twelfth, long weekend. March eighteenth, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, is released on HBO Max. And then a very exciting date, uh, March twenty-sixth. Nobody, you get to you get to watch a uh, you get to watch that one. It's always, always nice to watch a movie directed by a uh, stunt choreographer. That's kind I uh, want to see deal. people
1: get shot in the face.
0: Yeah, that too. All right. Wednesday, March 31st, Godzilla vs. King Kong, theaters and HBO Max. That's kind of a big deal. April's kind of a dead month with, I think, Mortal Kombat being the big movie of that month. May 7th, Black Widow. May 14th, Those Who Wish Me Dead. May, May tw- 21st. I think we skipped a week in there, didn't we? No, no we didn't. Uh, Free Guy and Spiral from the Book of Saw. May 28th. Uh, this is kind of an interesting day. Is Cruella and Fast Nine? Fast Nine being delayed a whole year and some months. And then we, so the the next one I want to bring up is um, Roger. You think this is, this is pretty funny? Peter Rabbit Two: The Runaway on June eleventh. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. I'm thinking mid June. Perfect.
0: <laughs> perfect about a about an Easter Bunny. Perfect. June eighteenth in the Heights, Pixar's Luca. Then just a real quick rundown July. We have Top Gun Maverick on the second. We have the ninth for the Forever Purge. And Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a Marvel, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Is that really the so, date for that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. See, but between yesterday and today, a ton of stuff was added.
1: So that's different than what we talked about yeah. yesterday.
0: Um July 16th. Breath. July 16th, Cinderella Space Jam 2. Um July the J- July 30th, the Jungle Cruise. That's exactly <laughs> one year from when it was supposed to be released. August 6th is when it starts to get kind of interesting, too. Hotel Transylvania 4, The Suicide Squad.
1: Wait, and then we ha- is that like Hotel Transylvania for 4, The Suicide Squad? Like no, no, on just... Title? No, like that'd a, be sweet, though. The weirdest mashup ever.
0: August 20th, the hitman's wife's bodyguard, the king's man, got pushed back again, and Paw Patrol, the movie, which Paw Patrol has serious, but serious potential to be huge. <laughs> I mean, box office-wise. We're not actually so, going to
1: talk about that, are we?
0: No, I don't. I mean, God. we could, I guess.
1: No. <laughs> no, thank you. He says. No, I'm done that one too. And yeah. September
0: through November, I'm going to just list off some titles. You're going to love this: Jackass Four, Resident Evil, Malignant, Boss Baby, Death on the Nile, Quiet Place Part Two, The Adams Family Two, Dune. October first. It does not say HBO Max and theaters. It just says theaters. No Time to Die, October eighth. October fifteenth, Halloween Kills. October twenty second, Snake Eyes, GI Joe Origins. And then in November we got Clifford the Big Red Dog, Eternals, Ghostbuster, Afterlife, King Richard, Mission Impossible, and Encanto. And December is back wait, to West was Side was Story. Like, what
1: the last thing you just said?
0: Encanto. It's a Disney. Oh, I thought
1: you said Canto like the no like Pokemon. Play Pokemon. <laughs> I like holy shit! No. <laughs> like, it's happening! Oh my god! <laughs> it's happening <laughs> <laughs> finally! Give this to me. <laughs>
0: All right. In December, West Side Story, Spider-Man, The Matrix Four, Sing Two, Seabright, and The Nightingale. Spider- so a, a ton of stuff has been added. That's exciting to see that they're actually choosing dates now. They're not just placeholder numbers or placeholder dates. So that's exciting.
1: Every one of those are placeholders, by the way.
0: Not every single one of those weeks. Most no.
1: Anything past mm. like the end of the month. Yeah.
0: You really, you really think so that they're going to move around that much again?
1: Well, I mean, even in normal circumstances, half of the, some of those movies would fluctuate at least slightly. But no, I don't think
0: that's got to be one of the biggest, most packed release years of all time for movies. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just big movie after big movie each we week. It's blo- just
1: we should get three blockbusters a month until. Uh... <laughs>
0: that's that's a I'm lot. Aware. That is a lot. All right. Come on. What's streaming? I want to take a look at three things on Netflix. Number one. Kodachrome by director Mark Rosso, Jason Sudeikis, Ed Helms, Elizabeth Olsen, Bruce Greenwood, Dennis Haysbert. Netflix 2017. If you remember, I talked about that recently, how I watched it again when I was working on a Saturday, and it it really kind of moved me. It was a good movie when we talked about it. I think it was in the seven range for, for, for both of us. Uh, it's it's better than I remember. It's got more emotion, more soul to it with Ed Helms and Jesus Sudeikis as father and a strange son. It, it, just, it comes around well. The second one, About Time, director Richard Curtis, Dom Hall-Gleason, Rachel McAdams, Bill Nighy, Margot Robbie, Tom Hollander, 2013. I think Roger will back me up here and this is one you should definitely not miss if
1: you have the opportunity. Yeah, that uh that movie rules. Like it's, and it probably shouldn't. It's it's kind of perfect. It's it's just damn good. It's just one of those movies
0: that just the, all all the elements worked. No Escape by director John Eric is the last one. Sorry, John Eric Dowdle. Lake Bell, Pierce Brosnan, Owen Wilson, 2015. This is not a funny role for Owen Wilson. It's, it's a very serious role. It's a very Boy, dramatic role for him. Yeah, thank you for that. Wow, wow. Uh, him and his family are overseas on vacation, and a coup goes down in the country, and they are hunting any Westerners, any especially any U.S. people and Pierce is a is an FBI informant there, and he's trying to help get them out because we are responsible for what happened. Uh, so that's if you want to see Owen Wilson not in a funny role, in a very dramatic role where there's gunshots flying and people being punched, that's definitely one you should check out. It's on Netflix if you have it. If you have an hour and a half to spare, check it out. You won't be disappointed. Let's talk about some trailers really quick. Cosmic Sin with Bruce Willis, gentlemen. Give me your uh, give me your download.
1: <laughs> What was that? Oh, I hit the wrong button on my phone. Oh my goodness! Um, so, Cosmic Sin, Cosmic uh, Sin looks <laughs> terrible, and uh, some cheap Stargate knockoff.
0: It looks like there might be a decent chunk of change behind it, though, because the, the effects, even though they don't look great, there's tons of them. So, I mean, you don't,
2: mm, yeah, you I don't like take,
0: that. you don't take on that project without a ton
2: of money. I like that handle tape, though a whole bunch of something that's bad thrown at something <laughs> might make it good. I like that. Well, I mean, or, your...
1: or the most bad. <laughs> <laughs> How do you uh, sure. bad, dump money on it? Well, I mean,
0: it's got Bruce Willis, who, if you ask me, might kind of be close to over the hill. It's also <laughs> got... Um, <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, well, I mean, he hasn't... It's. I mean, he... At some point, his face is going to have to start looking aged because it doesn't ever. It's just—it's weird.
2: Well, he's got those weird, um, those weird, uh, cartoon dog jowls going on though.
0: He it's really, like, well, he really does you know, though. He really does. But Frank Grio is one in this film, and uh, I—he's, you know, he's one certainly notable these days, if if by no, no other virtue than lately by Marvel. But um, he was heavily used in Marvel. He's been in several things since. Um, Frank Grio is pretty good. I, I imagine he's not cheap either. Um he's you know definitely up in the several million to get Frank Grit. Frank is it Grillo or Griot? I'm pretty sure it's Grillo. Grillo, okay, Frank Grillo. Sorry Frank if I was saying your name wrong. Um he doesn't care. I I imagine it's <laughs> he's pretty expensive. But I mean it's him is him in the, in the movie is is interesting enough to I'm at least curious about it when without him I wouldn't be curious. I will say that. Yeah, Chris Roger, yeah. anything? Looks bad. <laughs> oh, Looks I mean, bad, man. it's
2: bad. I don't know. I want this thing to be good. Just it because I like... Be. Uh, I know. I know, but I want it to be. But, I don't know. It looks bad. It is bad. I hope it doesn't suck. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> God damn it. It looks it bad. It is sh- bad.
0: Alright, let's move on to the other trailer in kind of the same realm. It's Shadow and Bone. Though this one is not a... I don't think it's a feature, right? I think no, you guys uh, correct, you guys uh, corrected me yesterday. Series. It's an adaption from a young adult novel uh, by the same name, Shadow and Bone. And uh, I think it'll... I would I would have said you know years ago this is a this is a shoo-in for you know heavily viewed audience but then Peter Jackson released this thing called Mortal Engines adapting a, another which did almost like a
1: disaster of a film
0: I mean you're talking we're we're talking about three hundred million dollars lost in box office and like and, and unclaimed box office money by that movie it's just holy hell man like talk about I mean Jackson he gave us the Ring Trilogy one of the best trilogies ever made.
1: Yeah, but he also gave us the King Kong movie too. So Yeah. There's there's Listen, there's, there's one thing he's done incredibly well. That's true. the other stuff is not so great. That's true, Stay but to this what you know, elf boy. Elf, <laughs> elf man um <laughs> I stick This and by what I said. Fair
2: enough,
0: fair enough. Chris, what about you weighing on th- Shadow and Bone?
2: Well, I don't know. This is again up my alley. I like this kind of fantasy, so and I'm excited about some of the cast members. I know the looks like one of the main guys is from Game of Thrones and I liked him as his character there. So we'll see what happens as this thing plays. He's also in um he's in the Punisher, I think. He's the villain in the first season of the Punisher on Netflix. Well, when it was on Netflix. So I'm excited to see what he can do and you know, I don't know. I I like the idea of what's happening here and the books are supposed to be good, so it could be a good thing. I'm excited.
0: I hope it's a good thing. I want all, you know, I I want all book adaptions to be at least watchable. If, if, if for no other reason than, you know, to to get people but I mean I I it's good when kids read books. When anyone read, reads a book, but I, that's another reason why I want, you know, adaptions to be popular cuz I want, you know, I want books to sell again also because you know, I have this I have this great fear in life where we're getting rid of books. I don't know why, but I just have this great fear. That took like a weird turn. Sorry, guys. Just all my fears. <laughs> hey,
1: kids, read books. Grayson read says, read books
0: so. Grayson says so. that's right. <clears throat> I don't know really what to think about. Throne, or sorry, I almost said, I almost said throne and bone, but shadow and bone. That's um, some weird porn title. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I the tra- trailer doesn't really give you much in the way of able to break down, or able to break out some kind of story. It just does It doesn't give you a whole lot.
1: Uh, I think if they would have made the show named Bone Shadow, that's way cooler of a name, by the way. Bone Shadow. I mean, sure,
0: that's completely irrelevant to what we're talking about. I'm but being that's great. serious. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't, Chris. What about you? Just last thoughts on it before we move on.
2: Last thoughts on Throne and Bone. I mean, Shadow
0: and Bone. Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have more of what I said before. I, I just I want it to be good because this is down my vein and. I don't know. I always like seeing these adaptations coming the as a series runner because there's a lot of material out there. We talked about it with the video game stuff too. You know, if this if they can make this make money and it people enjoy it, we'll just get more good book series that turn into shows. I'm for it.
0: Yeah, I, I like Ben Barnes. I hope it's good. Um, I, I like some of the cast. I don't like a ton of the cast, but I, I'm, I, they're also largely to me just people that are just not anyone on my radar yet but Freddie carter is that much on archie Ren Renau is of course ben barnes i love ben barnes um but we'll see what's coming up from it i mean that's a great i mean fantasy you not know, fantasy is something that at least america seems to you know really love in movie settings you know lord of the rings harry potter has done they've both done very well for themselves the hobbit um, it's just there's a number of things that have done very well as far as in the, in the fantasy genre all right let's talk about uh, let's get caught up. Let's spend a few minutes with WandaVision. Guys, I'm happy to report that the newest episode of Wandavision, I am really digging. Uh I'm really loving it actually.
1: Yeah, I mean it's I'm glad that it took, you know, three hours for you to finally get on board. Like they finally built up enough story for you to like click into your brain.
0: Well, this is very this episode is very different. It's 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 much much longer. It's way more intense, way more involved. There's much more emotion to it. You understand? I mean, even though you've by this point been able to piece together what's going on, you are you are now see the whole picture of how things have arrived at the way they have arrived. Um, I know that in, in two weeks ago we had a discussion about my problem with vision uh, coming back, but actually this episode did a little more to humanize him for me. Though I had a thought, Roger and Chris, I had a thought, I wanted to ask you this thought. If in this WandaVision, not this, in WandaVision, he's, instead of being Vision, he's Paul Bettany. Like, he's not the, he's just in normal people makeup and not, you know, he's not, not have to have the red. Would you, would that have made a difference, you think? Yes. As far as the story goes, better or for worse? No, different. Different. You
1: didn't ask that. You asked if it would be different.
0: Chris, what do you think?
1: I mean, I don't
2: think it'll change the way that Marvel wants to tell their story, does it? So mm-hmm. I think it'll be a more just the same, just a different road to get there. I think it'd be fine either way. I like the way that it's going now. I don't think they need to change anything to begin with.
0: Okay, fair. It, it, uh, it
2: just it, The show's been really strong so far, I think, despite a slow like two-episode start. I think you're in the minority here of taking this long to get on board. I think most people are ready and willing after episode three. So,
0: No, I, I think you're right. I am in the minority, and I certainly admit that. Um, It just to me, it just it took so long to get there. But I mean, I'm very happy where we are now. Uh, I I'm a little confused because like I don't I thought that one of the characters was there to really cause some evil. And during this episode, I don't her ultimate purpose. I don't think is is tomfoolery, but maybe I I could be wrong. I you know, Chris, you more you know more about that characters in the Marvel universe than I do. But she just doesn't seem like she really wants any kind of revenge or anything. So
1: magic is here, baby. Get on board officially.
0: Magic is is definitely here. Magic is here. All right. Well, that's we have, I think, Roger, you said one more episode of WandaVision for this current season.
1: Yeah, apparently um, when I mentioned this, um, I haven't looked at any spoilers or anything for WandaVision or anything. I've been trying to be completely into it first time. No uh, no, no, uh, preconceived notions of what I want to see happen. Um, but after this last episode, episode eight, I went and actually did some real digging to find out what might be going on, and um, if half the stuff that's out there comes true, um, that would be super awesome because apparently there is a massive cameo set for um, yeah, doc, uh, number uh, bleh, oh my god, Wandavision, see episode nine, which will probably be the last episode, and so we'll see how it goes. I liked how much trouble you had with that one. I did. I I, played, I
2: struggled mightily. It played. It pleased me very much. So good.
1: <laughs> um. Are, are, are we still thinking it was only nine episodes? I mean, that's what the internet thinks.
0: I think it's better better served as ten or less. It I just, think any any more than that, it's the, the, I mean, the season is long winded. I long-winded.
1: think if you go to eight, though, ten's the number. So you're right. I mean, yeah.
0: But I mean, I I thought I thought it was so weird when you said nine yesterday. I was like, that seems like an odd odd win, odd, odd place to stop as nine, either eight well, or ten. I mean, but, it could go either way though. I mean, we'll find out in what five days? Five days indeed. I'm sure there's going to be a massive revelation. I mean, if you've been watching the end credit scene for the past few episodes, it's there's some kind of some cool Easter eggy stuff and some stuff that really rewards you for sticking around. I mean, even if you just fast forward through it because it's on your TV, which you can do then that will also be a reward to you, but we're looking forward for great things. I'm finally on board. That's makes me happy because I wasn't for, you know, se- seven episodes. So I'm glad to finally be on board with WandaVision. It's nice. All right. Uh, so we had a little mishap with the Martinian. Rod, do you want to give a minute on what happened with you and Chris?
1: Uh, yeah. We can talk about that for a second. So, uh, Martinian has not been playing at our local AMC, so I was going to our alternative movie theater, uh, which is a theater I used to work at, Marquee Cinemas. And it was advertised on their website um, the night before and the morning of. I went on Friday, walked right up to the counter at 6.45, and go, I need two for the Martinian at 6.50, and the guy goes, we don't have that. He goes, did you mean the Marksman? And I'm like, no, I mean the Martinian. You know, the Benedict Cumberbatch movie. And he goes, oh, yeah, um, we, we don't have that. And I stood there looking at him like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so at some point during that day, they updated their website and they didn't have the movie anymore. So we will not be talking about the Martinian until it comes out on whatever it's going to come out on. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, so there's that. Well, Jodie Foster won for the Martinian. She did. So, well, I mean, we're recording this. We were originally recording this during the the um, the Golden Globes. Now, now oh, we have some.
1: I have several hours planned for next week's episode about the greatness of Ted Lasso. So... Hell yes,
0: <laughs> and Jared Leto's. Uh, did you his, guys see it, that picture? It, oh I God. did see the picture. Yeah.
1: So yeah, during the broadcast last night, I was watching the Golden Globes during our show, like with a uh, closed captioning on and Jared Leto pops up there looking like Jesus Christ himself. It was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I saw one of the one of the wrap-ups this morning. It said there something about the the winners. Oh, it listed the winners, five or six of the big winners, and then the last one was um Jason Sudeikis' hoodie, which for some yeah. reason is is being talked about. I don't know why, but it's it's always it's all fun. We're going to talk about the the wrap-up for the Globes next week, as they're not really our. Th- I mean, we're we're more into the Oscars, but the Globes are a precursor to the Oscars. So, but I'm happy that Land won. I'm happy that Daniel Kalua won. Uh, Rosamund Pike, which we're going to talk about tonight, she won for I Care a Lot. Um, a, a lot of you know a lot of well deserved um victories, and it uh, you know our our um congratulations go go out to them. But then we're going to cover that more in depth a little next week. So, any uh. Particular shout out you guys want to give for a winners or losers or anything?
1: Shout out to myself.
0: There you go. I paid you know it,
2: attention to the Oscar to the, the globes. Globes. That's what I meant.
0: Did you, uh, sad that Palm Springs didn't
1: Palm Springs wins in my heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it should, it should win. That's where it should win. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Let's talk about, I'm going to talk about, do a few minutes on land. I'm gonna hijack the show for one second, you guys. All right, land. This was my—I—I I went there with every intention of watching the Maritinian, and it was the same oh, story. <laughs> Not there. I, you know, I—I I got my app out the day before. I um—I got—I got my app out. I—I I, I chose the Friday's date and looked at was there. It was. I said, I'm—I'm I'm, gonna to go to the after work. I'm gonna go watch the six forty-five, seven o'clock show. I—I I get there. Not on the marquee, so I ask, and lo and behold, it was gone. So I imagine some some kind of contract issue. I don't know what it is because we all have the same story. But I ended up watching Land, which we want to talk about. At least I want to talk about it anyway. But Land is a is a good alternative. Directed by Robin Wright, came out February twelfth, twenty twenty one. Now Robin Wright is also the title character of Edie uh, in this. Yeah, and the only other character that has dialogue outside of a few others that have a few lines is his name is Damien Bisher, and he plays Miguel, her kind of companion in the mountains. Helps her, uh, helps her learn how to trap, helps her learn how to survive in the mountains without any kind of modern conveniences, which comes in handy when you're living miles and miles up a mountain without a vehicle. That tends to come in handy. Uh, the story is uh, in, in land. Edie has experienced a massive tragic loss in her life you don't know exactly what it is you you are kind of given pieces to put together um in the beginning she's driving up a mountain after she's purchased a cabin and and very visibly thrown away her phone in a garbage her brand new iphone by the way in a garbage can outside of the Not real iPhone. estate yeah an iphone sorry apple um, she threw away an iphone right outside the real estate office and she goes up in the mountains and you start to piece things together even more Um, and she pretty much is going to escape to get completely away from society. You know, she's had it. She, you know, she loved and she lost and, uh, she just wants to be away from it. And, uh, she goes up there heavily, you know, supplied, provisioned, um, you know, um, winter sets sets in, she's having trouble with firewood. She goes to use the outhouse, a bear wanders in her house. Um, and you know, then things really take a dire turn. She pretty much uh, wants to die, enter Miguel, who is kind of like her guardian angel and helps her kind of re- re- find things again to live for. Now, it's it's very hallmarky in the way that where it goes with Miguel, um, the, the, the common ties that bind them, how similar they both are. Uh, it, where it goes, it's very hallmarky. So if you if you're if you're not if you're not into that kind of thing, you're not going to like kind of the sappiness. Uh, the ending of this movie is pretty emotional. Although, and we talk about this a lot. I'm just sometimes I'm I'm not sure that a a, a movie ending is earned. Um, and the more I think about the ending of Land, which I don't want to spoil because it's actually quite a beautiful ending. Uh, I, I'm I'm not quite sure the movie has has earned at that point. So it's very emotional, very heavy. But it's beautiful in a way, and it's uh, it's one of those it's one of those endings that kind of sticks with you. Uh, as, as you can probably guess, as a movie taking place in the um you know in the heartland of America, way up in the mountains, it's very beautiful. The cinematography is wonderful. Uh, the on, colors are wonderful.
1: The heartland of America is not where the mountains are. Sure. Okay. Where? Well, it's in
0: the mountains. In I think that I could be wrong about this. There. Okay. Great. Thanks, Roger, for correcting me. <laughs> she's never the god you just completely killed my flow as you are land of do america
1: you. is completely flat sir
0: oh yeah that that, that, that that would make sense that would make sense uh it's very beautiful it's very picturesque uh, you're gonna get some great cinematography up there wonderful things to look at uh there's a scene where she's quite literally standing on a cliffside and you're not quite sure what she's thinking so it's kind of you know it, it does build suspense for a, a few moments moments or two but uh, that's kind of interesting and uh, but this is if you go to a movie to watch a lot of dialogue this is not your movie uh, there's not a lot of dialogue and the dialogue that's there is is not I don't think I don't think the script is well written I, I I cannot give it points on on that um, I'm comparing this directly to Nomad land uh, that are very similar to what they're doing characters who have lost and are looking for reasons to come back um, I think Robin Wright is a great actress she is wonderful i'm not what i'm about to say i don't want to come off wrong but Frances mcdormand in nomadland if you've seen that also won a major award last night if you didn't know you should look that up too um she's fantastic uh she is stellar they're both stellar actresses but i think francine or Frances mcdormand is just a little better in nomadland than robin wright is in in her directorial in her directed film uh, land but there's lots of reasons to watch this. It's very artistic. Uh, there's lots of cool light and shadows going on. Uh, tons of—I mean, it's very predictable, but the themes are are there. If you like that kind of movie, um, so I'm going to move to rate this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a five-five. Uh, I did like the movie. It's very recommendable. Uh, you know, I like Robin Wright. Uh, I think she's a good director, who's not directed a ton of stuff, but it shows that she is very capable. Um, it's a it's a movie that I'm sure, you know, film students will talk about film critics. There's some couple of unanswered questions in there that I'm sure is uh, is intentional to get people talking about it. But I think it sits at a five five. So I hope that made you want to watch land sometime in the future, Roger and Chris.
1: Five five is not a glowing enough review for watch somebody, <laughs> somebody with uh, subpar survival skills that leaves a door open once he's going to drop a deuce.
0: Yeah, that doesn't uh that was kind of one of the weird things. The movie goes to great lengths to tell you that she's smart, she's well prepared, uh, but then leaves the door completely open when she goes to use the outhouse. And any animal could just wander in and a bear does. A bear takes in the invitation quite literally, just it's wanders like, in. Hey,
1: I gotta go poop, but hey, there's a bear. Maybe I should wait a minute.
0: Mm. Well, so it, let's let's move on to the title movie of the week. Uh the big one, Netflix Original, I care a lot i have a lot to say about this movie because it made me very angry this one mm. it did and why just because marla grayson is that's her name Yeah, marla grayson is she is an awful human being all people uh, named
1: grayson are awful human beings <laughs> i don't There's think 100%. that's true
0: uh thanks chris for backing him up i appreciate that Oh. Came out February 19, 2021, very recently, By directed and written by Jay Blakeson, Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage, Eliza Gonzalez, Dion, sorry, Diane Wiest, at Chris Messina, who, by the way, Chris and I have this you know, love, and I think Roger does too, for Chris Messina in this movie, as the wonderful lawyer Dean Erickson.
2: I love this man anyway. It doesn't matter about just this movie. I have a guy crush on this guy so hard. He's awesome.
0: What about you, Roger? Guy crush?
2: Um
1: yeah.
0: Okay. That was like a yeah, that was like a a question mark. Like, yeah, maybe. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Roger, why don't you take 30 seconds and tell us what this movie is about?
1: So this movie's about a bunch of bad people doing horrible things to each other.
0: That's not a great description of <laughs> I care a lot. Hold
1: on. Is any of that inaccurate?
0: I mean, no, but it's mm. Mm. you're very correct in the fact that the The main character you hate because she's absolutely despicable, but the Russian mob boss who she's trying to win against is, you got to remember, is a Russian mob boss somehow, <laughs> and is also maybe. a terrible person. Yeah, yeah somehow he's the, some guy who sells drugs to kids and is the good guy. I mean... Is the guy you're not the good guy, but the one you're rooting for? Yeah. To, so I
1: mean, like I brought this up before. This is a Breaking Bad syndrome where there are varying degrees, varying degrees of bad, and you have to determine who you want to cheer for in this film. So there's that. So because Walter Breaking White bad. wasn't a great, wasn't a great. I mean, Walter White was a pretty good person. Shitbag. Terrible bag. person. Yeah. He was. He was a shitbag. Terrible bag too. person. Yeah. Um, but he was very relatable.
0: So, well, he was the everyman, which made right. that was a that, a brilliant a brilliant choice. Yeah.
1: So uh, Marla Grayson is running a guardianship scam. No, that's not the right word. Scheme, right? That's scheme. Better, scheme is a better better term for it. Where they have a couple of doctors on their payroll, basically, that point them to elderly uh, elderly folks that seem to be having some uh, memory issues. And they basically get an emergency hearing held, and Marla becomes their legal guardian, uh, which is a real thing. Something like that can happen. And she basically begins to bleed her, them dry. You know, they find people with money, reasonably decent health, and all that sort of stuff. And they just start funneling money and assets and all that stuff, clear out their real estate, save deposit boxes, and all that fun stuff. And eventually, they come across a lady named Jennifer Peterson, and it turns out old Jen's mobbed up, so eh, things go awry from there. Is that's that kind of one of the description. Yeah. That
0: <laughs> thing that's one of the twists is who the older woman is, and you know how she got her namesake. Um, that is their shtick. It's a very despicable shtick of you know, and it's I, sh- I I love it. Wolf. I love it how like I'm just sorry I did that. <laughs> Twenty four hours after they put someone in a home, they're already auctioning off their car, their house, uh, their valuables, their their assets in a bank, their 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 safety to deposit box.
1: I love that they have um, that house up on the market in like forty eight hours.
0: Yeah, less than that. Like it's just it's oh my, and it they've already sold they the car.
1: Praised in forty eight hours.
0: Yeah, they 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 move quickly, and the I. <sighs> I had to, t- I had to pause this movie and walk around the block once because I was getting so mad at these people. I, Ooh, I just, I can't, I just can't do it. I just, it makes me, that's just my personal opinion, but I, I cannot with as bad as she is. She's terrible, but that's a shout out to Roseman Pike because I mean, I Roseman Pike and Lena Headey, you know, as uh, Marla Grayson and Cersei Lannister, respectively. I hope they're in a movie together. I really hope that they, or at least that they drink together and they have fun together because they are certainly badass women that know how to portray awful women. So, no, no no comment from either one of you guys?
2: What do you want me to say? It's your dream, buddy. You you live it out to all, all your all your wildest fantasies. Yeah, Yeah.
0: okay, fair enough. That was a good way to say that one, Chris. I like that. Thank you. Uh, I mean, so let's talk about her as Marla Grayson. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, obviously she's just won the award, so it's, but she is fantastic. And we said the same thing last night, uh, very much deserving of, of any kind of accolades and praise she gets for this film. Um, she, I mean, she's almost, the script allows her to be so cutesy sometimes. And that's kind of my problem with it is even when she's strapped in a chair, Um, the person who has finally got her is going to kill her. She still acts and talks like a smart ass.
1: You think that's cutesy? I I don't think that's the wrong word, man. I think she just doesn't care. You really think she doesn't care? Seriously. I mean, she straight up says she's not afraid to die. If she dies, who cares? So what? It is what it is. she's going to play, and she's going to play it all the way out because she thinks she can get out of this and win. So she puts her foot down and gets out of it. I mean, that's it. I mean, you're, people, you're, not,
0: you're not wrong some about people that.
1: Just win, Grayson.
0: <laughs> some people, <laughs> and I love all the comments about you know you can't get ahead by playing fair, and you know the rich invented the word fair so everyone else stays poor. Like I just love like the out like the the viewpoints here of they kind of bleed their way into the script. Uh, that just it's it's a very interesting movie. That's for sure. A lot of cool stuff going on. Chris, what was your take on this on this movie?
2: I so I, I enjoyed this movie. I think the acting in it is phenomenal, top to bottom. Everybody in it does a does a great job. There's a lot of really good scenes with like one on one like talks, and I think Marla's in all of them. But then everyone that she's across from, there's uh, at least like a key scene with most of the characters in this that you see that just goes really well and is really well acted. the uh, The movie's good, is entertaining for a while i i have a problem with the last act of this movie in a big way there's that's when all the plot holes start opening up but uh it's a fun ride and they do a really good job of making you not want to root for this character and i said it last night and uh i'm i'm 100 percent on the russian mob boss's side i'm rooting for him the whole time because he just wants to get his his kidnapped mother elderly
0: elderly mother out of out of, you know, rehab, whatever. whatever, her base, whatever. Basically or her prison. Yeah, she really and, is in
1: prison.
2: Yeah, and you feel well, for I mean, the guy, too. She ends up
1: in a, um, a psychiatric hospital, so... Yep.
2: All yeah. all, all of Marla's doing, and this comes after, and I don't agree with this part of the movie, how she makes the statement about, you know, about not playing, about the Russians not playing fair, bringing a gun into, you know, the, the home, when she's not playing fair either. She's just playing by her rules, which, you know, She's good at it, don't get me wrong, but it's there's a lot going on in this movie that I don't like, but well, no, but she's of she's fun. playing
0: I mean, she knows the court system is what she knows. Well,
2: yeah, but uh, again, th- that's her that's her stadium, that's, you know, her home field advantage. I get that. But, you know, she's breaking all the rules too, doing a lot of illegal stuff in this in this situation.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, you you're, you're not wrong about anything you just said. You're you're not wrong about that.
1: She's not really well, hold on. Let's clarify something. She is using legality very liberally to get what she wants
0: well that, that's what I, that, that's what chris said and that's what he has a problem with is i mean it's a broken system she's exploiting for herself which Just is wait away baby which i mean oh, it's, may winning, not, winning, it's, winners, more, it's more
2: than that she has a doctor under her thumb that lies which is which is not using the the using the everything in the like, the legal system in a completely legal way to do so she's absolutely cheating in this situation
0: i mean like okay yeah okay chris now I, I i see your point now she you're right she has people on payroll i mean she has a judge who she know. i mean even though the judge is unaware he's very much wrapped around her finger oh yeah absolutely. Um, yeah that's 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 100% happening so I, I i guess you're right in a way she is cheating so the movie kind of is it, it kind of doubles back on itself in a way i guess but uh you're you're right she is not playing fair even by her own rules she's not playing fair mm-hmm. but i mean you the fact that she knows what she has anyone coming into that with a fair fight like for instance, the lawyer did um was it messina yeah like like he did I mean he didn't even have he tried to play fair and lost so that's what I mean those conversations with those two are amazing, especially the conversation in the in the in the closed door with them both in in her
2: office, that's pretty great, man. That's that's a pretty great conversation to happen. That might be my favorite scene in the movie, to be honest. The the, the cat and mouse and the wordplay and that it's just
1: it's a really good scene.
0: I agree, Roger. What 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 say you, Roger? What
2: say well, you? I
1: mean, I don't know if he went about it legally either. He didn't have any actual legal representation of this woman who he's trying to get out. You mean <laughs> a briefcase? You mean a briefcase of one hundred fifty thousand dollars isn't legal? I'm prepared to go up to (laughs) 250,000. She rebuttals with 300 final offer. (laughs) Million
0: thousand. (laughs) Um, Now, let me ask you something. All of the. After that conversation, let me add just just because I'm curious, and and I want you to answer as yourself. You are Marla Grace in the situation, um, and some guy just gives you the spiel he gives you and opens a briefcase of money. Do you take it, or do you do what she does and hold out for much more?
1: You always hold out for much more.
0: I mean, yeah, but I mean, that you guy K, was... You
1: would cave instantly.
0: Why What? Why do you always assume I'm the weak one in any conversation?
2: Hey, Grayson, <laughs> it, it ain't just him. Am I wrong?
0: Oh, my goodness. This is so not a... It's like we can vote. It's three. There's yeah, two wins we... to vote. you yeah, exactly. And you guys, and you guys always <laughs> stick together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: sounds that, that sounds
1: domineering almost. Mm. Mm. That sounds like you're
0: cheating, knowing you have people on your own payroll. Actually, mm.
1: I'm just using leg- legality to my advantage.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Let's move on. Peter Dinklage, Roger. I know you love his beard. Honestly, I know you love his beard, beard.
1: Is very powerful.
0: <laughs> very powerful. And his his what do you call the the it, the goth comb it over? Is
1: definitely, like you know. <laughs> Flipped over hair, like emo two
0: thousand five. Flipped, like you know. Means, so
1: here's the thing. Like I thought about that after we, after we joked about that last night. Like, here's the thing, though. I think it works very well with that beard. Like he looked awesome. Yeah, no, he he looked regal.
0: He he looked like a badass. You know, I mean, I I love it how like you you're always an admirer of good men's facial hair. Yeah, you That's should. Kind of awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm just not there yet because I can't. I mean, look, I'm looking at you now. You have a great beard. I, I, I have nothing. Look at this. This is a week, and I have nothing. Thank you. We can look at each other through the cameras. It's actually kind of creepy, but I'm glad Roger's I'm just of, I'm Roger's gonna... stroking his uh, his old Gandalf beard down the. Now he's now he's putting his fingers it's, through his. It beard. is
1: very lush and full today. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
0: thankful that I'm not a part of this mess, as you should be, as you should. Although, Chris, you've you in, in recent times have had a pretty powerful beard too.
1: Listen.
2: All you have to know is that I have the power to do so. It's just when I choose to unleash that upon the world that you should be afraid of.
0: That's fair, I guess. That's fair. Because it is your choice. I mean, you can always trim it. All right, back to I Care A Lot. A few more minutes on that. What did you guys really hate about this movie?
2: Hmm. Well, I, I already started a little bit, so I'll continue. I don't like the third act of this movie. This movie has a lot of plot holes that come to light, and they all happen basically in the third act. Which, they're set up by, by the first two acts, but still, just a lot of problems with the way this movie shapes up, and it's, I don't know, it loses me a lot for that reason, uh, near the last one-third of the movie.
1: There's a lot of conveniences that, oh, that heavy just ones. get laid out in front of you at the mm-hmm. towards the end of this movie. Um, I, here's the thing though. I, I see why you have a problem with it. I don't have as big a problem with it, but it definitely kind of, it does detract from the movie a little bit. Well, yeah. It just, and it's I, too easy.
2: Well, and I think that that's the problem because the movies, the movies comes off as very smart, for, you know, yes. up until that point, you know, they, they, they game this legal system. They make this very believable that like, this could be happening in in a non-dramatic form Sure, and then. All of a sudden, all these things conveniently start falling into place at the end, far-fetched stuff, and it's like the movie loses a little bit of the credibility that it gains along the way. Well,
0: opinion. see, maybe that's what I mean. Okay, so, for instance, when one character becomes a guardian of another character, that's cutesy. That's almost just like, that's kind of like, it's almost they engineered down that way because some, when the script writer, when he was writing it, I thought of wouldn't that be great but wouldn't again that be
1: great
2: I feel like the movie just does that for irony's sake because because that doesn't happen well, there's no way that happens
1: they could have spun that a couple they could have made that entire scene go a different direction and not have to worry about it like that so they could have but they didn't and no you are you're right that, that's they, not they, they, our fault they, no no I, I agree with you 100 they it seemed like they took the lazy way out there mm-hmm
0: you know what I was, you know what I kinda wanted now thinking back, I would have done if I were in charge of this um I mean I would have kept Major the movie pretty much the same. Comedy. Um no.
2: More You're, than likely.
0: That's kind of funny though, because you, you guys know I love that. One of one of them yeah. has cancer. One of them has cancer. Absolutely <laughs> hardy har har. Um I would have done the I would have done little things. For example, when she to Marla of in the beginning she forgets her keys, and then little things she goes to the doctor's appointment twice, and then in the end you learn I would, you know, this is of course assuming she she wins. Um, someone telling her that she has like something where what's that called when you're going to be trapped in your body and like you you just lose control of your body little by little. Some um, debilitating disease like,
1: like that.
0: Some debilitating disease that like would have been, I mean, not well, satisfying in real life. But a
1: horrific death. Damn. Uh,
0: have you met Marla Grayson? Have you met the woman mm-hmm. you watched her? She's awful. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know who deserves an
1: inspiration an... to millions.
0: <laughs> I don't know who deserves an eye gouge more. Cersei Lannister or Marla Grayson. Let's Listen, be honest.
1: That kind of hustle. It's hard to understand, <laughs> It is hard to understand.
0: <laughs> of course you side with the with Marla Grayson. Of course you side with her. Um No, I would I would have done a couple of things differently, but I do like Chris, you said you hate the third act. I was I mean, the last thirty seconds, forty-five seconds, of this movie—I was cheering. I was doing laps around the living room. I was super excited, uh, only because it, you know, just rewards are given.
2: Well, I mean, so like the—it almost feels like it's unearned, though, because it—they it, don't—I don't know. I know, I know what you're talking about, and I do agree that it does—that it there is payoff here, and in the way that you know that you expect it to happen, but. I just don't think that the movie goes about earning it the right way because it, it's almost like they threw it in at the end and said "ha ha," but you know, it, it's like I said, the movie's strong for a lot of it, so I do appreciate it for what it does.
0: Well, you mentioned yesterday the the audio we can't use that um, you thought of a of fan theories of how. Now we oh, talked yeah, about yeah,
2: so like so I, I didn't I didn't think of this, but floating around there and it makes a lot, it does make some sense when you see this that there's a there's a point where marla almost dies spoiler and there's a theory going around that she actually does die and everything we see from that point on is like is like her her synapse is firing for the very last you know few moments of her life and it's like playing out her fever dream of how all this would go afterwards and it makes a lot of sense because so many things happen from this point on that are like we said super convenient things that don't quite add up don't jive right and it's there's a lot here but then if that's the case the last 45 seconds is hard to is hard to extrapolate to
0: well not i mean not if you not if the movie bookends itself by yeah after the first scene in the courtroom where that guy literally loses access to his mother and he's calling her you know a bitch and f this and f you and i hope you die and stuff like that that's harsh language. I know, it is right? it's hard to use harsh letters but he I mean, I would even say that it wouldn't wouldn't it have been cool if we all of a sudden just at the end just whipped back to the moment on the courthouse steps and then that's when what happens in the end of the movie happens there. So it was all just, she's thing. just imagining this whole thing, which I guess would have been very, what's the, what's the, one of you guys remember this, read it in high school probably. Um, I can't, ah, it's a story, Ambrose Pierce I think is the author about a guy being hung in the Civil War and he, and he, he imagines his, So the person pulls the, pulls the lever to, to release the platform beneath him. And he imagines his, his escape, his two day escape from the time the platform beneath him is removed. And the rope snaps, breaking his neck. He imagines his whole escape. Hmm. I kind of think it like, I kind of would have appreciated it being something like that. How it's just like a sharp jerk back to, I mean, she just, I think I I thought for a while the movie was going there. I thought, there are, like you said, Chris, there are several things that play out in this film and it's, you're, you're like, okay, what am I missing here? What weird element, what obvious indicator of this is all happening in someone's head? Have I missed? Because a lot of this does not add up. Yeah. So I can see why you think that. I mean, it would, there, be,
1: would be ironic if her like fever dream last pitch effort in her body and she still ended up dying would be like <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Um, still ends up murdered as her yeah. body's own way. That's her mind's own way to be like, You're still a piece of crap. Well, an <laughs> argument there is,
2: is that is that like like deep down buried inside this narcissistic woman, there is a there is a consciousness. Yeah, somewhere. an actual and an like actual, and that plays yeah. out in her fever dream. Yeah. So it's like, you know, in the end she knows she she's getting what she deserves, you know, you know, by society's standards, and so it still finds a way to remove her from this from, you know, what, what's happening. Sure. Or even, or even
0: one last scenario I thought would have been cool is if, in the very end of the movie, when she's, when she's literally like, the greatest, you know, business maker in the world, like it's it's almost comical in that way because like that would support your theory, Chris, or the theories you read about how, um, that would support it. How the movie's like she's painting her as like the greatest businesswoman of the past three hundred years. Um, Legendary. I thought it would have been I thought it would have been cool if someone had come to her house and told her what she tells Diane Weiss character about, you have to come with me right now. You can't go upstairs. You, you got to get in the car. The cops are with us. And, um, and then so she's being told this, you know, as, as we as we quickly snap to it. And then she's imagining this whole thing in her head of what she would do. If she, I mean, I just thought of a couple different scenarios. Um, but none of them were true, actually. So, but what does happen, I'm very happy with because, you know, like I said, just rewards are given, and it's, it's awesome. It's great.
1: Because Grayson is a hater of capitalism and ingenuity.
0: That's not. I mean, no. Neither one of those am I a hater of. But Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like it's accurate.
0: Whoa! See what I mean about it's always going to be two to one. It's always going to be two to one with you guys.
1: If you make a correct point, someone else will agree with you.
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) All right. What? Anything? Anything? Roger, give me something you really loved. Chris, give me something you really loved about this movie. Um, what about the score of the music anybody
1: music was appropriate I guess is that is that a fair way to say the score it like it was yeah. fitting it wasn't overly impressive either way though but it definitely was fitting for this type of movie they used music a couple times especially in like
2: transitional scenes in in a pretty good way pretty strong way I did appreciate that it reminded me of the horror of the score of um, Judas and the black sky <laughs>
0: It's you fine. really didn't like that movie, did you? Well,
2: no, okay. I mean, once again, go back to that jarring, jarring noise at the beginning of this. I'm trying to watch it at, at night. You know, people are sleeping, and it's just like, wah! No, I didn't do <laughs> that. And in, in this movie, I got a little taste of that. Some PTSD kicked in, so. Brought everything back, huh? Yep.
0: Brought it all back. Um, yeah, there. I mean, I th- I would imagine if you, if upon a second viewing, Chris, you would you would find those scenes that support those theories and they're all supported by by the by that score that's like really out of place and like wow that thing you just talked about I, I imagine the music is behind all of it yeah it's it's telling it's those are big indicators telling you to listen up whatever you're doing stop and this is you know you need to listen here so i really loved um, i care a lot I, I mean there's a lot of good things here I don't think the movie works as a
1: watchable movie.
0: It, it is, but I don't think it's as I think Marla. I, I think um, Roseman Pike is better than the movie is. If that
1: makes yeah. sense. No, uh, that I agree with hundred percent
0: because she is above reproach. She, I mean, in this movie, she is so far, and this is a 2020 movie so far for me, this is the performance of a movie I've watched in 2021. This is the performance to beat. So uh, I really, I, I really, really dug it. I mean, it's, Last week we talked about Frances McDormand this week we talked about Robin Wright uh, and um and Rosemarie Pike three incredibly Listen, strong actresses
1: next week we get to talk about Tom and Jerry
0: <laughs> I'm so excited Be for ready for <laughs> Be excited. Chris, I know, is beside himself with excitement for Tom and Jerry.
2: I can't make the show next week, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I really feel sick. I'm checking out right now. I, I have to
0: watch grass grow. I have to watch paint dry.
2: I'd rather. I'd rather.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I think that movie might, might surprise you. But All right, let's go to score. Uh, I care a lot. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll start us off. I want to go 6.5. Uh, I think that's where it sits. It's good, very watchable, incredibly watchable. Roseman Pike is amazing. Really interesting things going on. Uh, you root for someone you wouldn't think you'd root for in a normal, in a, in a more of a traditional film. So, uh, all of those things, I think, six point five is where it sits.
1: Good, Chris. Uh, this movie's a
2: hard five five for me. I mean, brilliant acting really a lot of fun for a good bit but the ending really does tank it for me the last act it's just it becomes so far-fetched and unbelievable even in its own world that i it loses a lot for me plus i don't know i was really really rooting for certain people with this. so
1: all right um so um this movie is a definition of a six for me it is Definitely above average, has one spectacular performance, has a couple other very decent performances by really good actors in it, um, but the movie does kind of doom itself at the end from being a much higher score. Legitimately, if the if the final third of this movie was as good as the first two-thirds, we're talking like eight territory here, and it just doesn't hang on to keep that up. Um, however, it is very watchable, um, so I think most people would would enjoy this movie um but yeah i give it a six
0: all right that's we're not we're not too far off on that one we're all within a point so that is not too bad all right this has been episode 215 of for the love of cinema can uh we before it,
2: can we call it two two hundred 215.5
0: no, we'd call 200, 215. Sorry, this is – right. we 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 went we moved a little quicker because we've already done this, and uh, we are recording late on Monday night, and it's just one of those things. A freak accident happened. Sorry, it's a shorter episode. Uh, we'll be back next week in our normal time slot. I
1: apologize well, for, for nothing. For nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, Roger. You get nothing. what you get.
0: Wow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's – each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service. You retort the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillion. And, and uh,
1: I'm oh, you sitting there weirdly.
0: <laughs> Very weirdly. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Check us out there. Send us an email to for the level of cinema podcast at gmail.com. If you disagree with any of our uh, very quick analysis on this show next week, we're taking a look at Tom and Jerry and uh, the sound of metal, which I'm it's, actually uh,
1: very, very excited for.
0: Yeah, I'm pumped. So Tom and Jerry is theatrical and HBO max and the sound of music, sound of metal is Amazon. You doing all right, right buddy? I'm good. I was like, I couldn't breathe for a second. I don't know what's going on.
1: <laughs> like struggling there.
0: I couldn't like. I just couldn't catch my breath for some reason. Weird. Uh, you can hear my voice is kind of going hoarse hoarse because you know, I actually recorded an entire episode about an hour ago just in case you guys didn't want to do it tonight. I had, I had 45 minutes of me
1: talking. talking. Oh goodness! So, I bet you that's yeah. awful.
0: My voice is gone. Um, thank you for assuming it's terrible. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> all right thank you very much for listening uh next week we'll be back with uh those two movies and uh wrap up of wandavision and the globes it'll be a longer episode so be ready for that
1: be excited so before you cut us off i do want to bring up the thing i brought up at the end of the show last night oh my goodness about my sweet sweet photo that i posted for you guys (laughs) of me and about nine of my other about eight other uh young cousins uh family members and there's just this little picture of me, like, wearing spandex biker shorts, like, <laughs> in this dead-on middle, like, disco dance pose. Oh, it's fantastic.
0: Well, well, Roger took a vertical slice. We'll see if we can get that on the, um, Trust just so me. no one else is.
1: Trust me, it's damning.
0: It's awesome. <laughs> as well. um, yeah, so you'll see the picture of Roger's, uh, his uh, salute to the 70s and all of its glory, and the fabulous oh, glory that it's in.
1: It's the 80s. And it is fabulous.